Today's episode is brought to you by Mazars. Sound Cartel. When the chips are down, maintaining your integrity can be the circuit breaker that turns the tides of fortune, or at the very least, the thing that allows you to sleep well at night. It can be too easy to lose yourself in the anxiety of running a business. So how can you hold on when it all seems too much? From Sound Cartel, I'm Nicole Goodman, and this is Business Essentials Daily. Are your business dealings always done with the utmost integrity? Of course they are. But think for a minute. Imagine you're up against a wall. Times are tough. The bank's knocking on your door. Could your standards drop just a little as you wheedle your way out of a difficult situation? Or maybe you're so determined to win that you'll cut corners to get there. It happens, says business advisor Alan Rodway, but don't let yourself go down that slippery slope, he warns, because integrity is 100% crucial to business success. Alan takes us back just a short while to remind us of the dangers. He's talking to Heather Dawson. I reckon if you go back 10 years ago, maybe probably even less than that, in the world of business, in, in the world of sport, and maybe even in the world of life, there was a lot of as long as you win, as long as you succeed. And even the sayings like whatever it takes. And it was almost become win at all costs. Now, you don't have to think about that for very long to realise that's seriously flawed. It's seriously flawed in terms of longer-term success. It's seriously flawed in terms of the energy that it will take to be successful over the longer term. And it's seriously flawed in terms of someone's life, to actually live a life in business that says, I'm going to succeed in business and I'm prepared to compromise what I believe integrity to be. Now, no one would ever stand up and say that. I mean, you wouldn't stand up at a conference and say, you know, I'll compromise your integrity because you'll be successful. You would be laughed at. But the reality of it was we were actually doing that. We were doing it accidentally. We were doing it in subtle ways. But it was manifesting in ways like mistreatment of staff. And sometimes those ways were that businesses would believe that by certain treatments of people, and that might have been anything from penalty to a lack of encouragement to even unequal opportunity for people. There's no question that was it was prevalent all over the place. That's why we've got equal opportunity and all this legislation that's come out about it. So we were actually enacting an approach of success which we were prepared to compromise integrity as long as it wasn't too bad. The reality is it actually doesn't work because the people see it and they feel it even if they can't prove it, it's significant to them and it will affect their behaviours. And that's widespread then. So then you go, well, it doesn't work, so why would you go that way? So the answer stands is absolutely of paramount importance that integrity in business has to be at the highest level to have a really high-performing group of people. It stops and starts there. Okay. Well, you talked about the dangers of um, win-at-all-cost attitude. But competitors are competitors, aren't they? So when it comes to dealing with competitors, how important is it to show true integrity? Yeah, I still think it is. And if if you look at sport, I've had the absolute utter privilege of working with a lady called Dr Pippa Grange, and she's as as knowledgeable, as skillful, as intelligent as anyone I've ever come across. 
she's a lady who was the performance psychologist for the English soccer team at the last World Cup and she was given most of the credit for just how far they got. No one expected the English soccer team to get where they got to in the World Cup. They gave most of that credit to her for the work that she did with those players. All of the work that I did with her and what I learned from her was all about this. It was all about integrity and success. She was expert on it. But what she was expert on was getting people to see that integrity doesn't get in the road of success, it is success. You know, what is integrity in the first place? It's not just honesty. Well, even if, if you say yeah, integrity is honesty, of course it is, but it's honesty with self. And honesty with self means you know, what are your goals and aspirations, what are the behaviours that are required and how good are you at sticking to that and what's the honesty that you're prepared to engage around that? What's your honesty with other people? How prepared are you to engage that? And you look at honesty with competitors and I think probably not much you can do about that other than applaud their dishonesty. <laughs> I mean that facetiously, obviously, because they're not going to last. They're just not going to last in this society anymore because we won't condone it and we won't even allow it to happen. So I think that integrity has... We've always approached integrity in businesses to be, oh, well, that's that thing that we have to sort of accommodate and the bloody thing gets in the road, as distinct from saying, you know what, we can actually use integrity as a pillar of success. It's absolutely the opposite. She was amazing at that. Well, does business success and employee success need to be aligned? Absolutely, I do. Absolutely, they do. I mean, it would defy logic. It would defy common sense. It would defy intellect. It would defy practicality to say that they can be misaligned. Otherwise, we were asking a bunch of human beings to come into work, put their own goals and aspirations aside for the sake of what? For the sake of the owner making money or for the sake of the purpose of the business? Well, okay, well, they're not going to do it for the former. They may do it for the latter, but it's way more powerful if their own purposes are aligned to what the business is trying to achieve. So if you've got a business, for example, that's aiding the environment to be better than it was before, save resources or it's community service-based or whatever. It's very easy to do that, to say, well, okay, I as a human being can really engage that. It's part of what I'm on this earth for, to actually help other people to be happy and good and better in their lives than what they are. But if you're in a business making paperclips, well, then it's much more difficult to do that. So then that business actually has to find the ways to say, well, how does making paperclips and making money from making paperclips align to your development as a human being? And that's a really difficult question. But the point is don't not ask the question. You have to ask the question. Otherwise, you've got a whole bunch of employees coming into work going, well, I don't care about paperclips because they don't really do anything other than keep pieces of paper together. And I don't really care about how much money you make because as long as you pay me, I don't really care. I'll just go home. So you go, well, we've actually left the question alone, which is the most important question you can ask. How does this business, how does this group of people align with what you're trying to achieve? Because it then mightn't have anything to do with paperclips. It might have everything to do with the fact that I come in and work with six people who I highly respect, who help me develop as a human being, and who help keep me on track in terms of my own level of accountability and responsibility and stuff, but it's got nothing to do with the paperclips, and that's okay. But ask the question. Now, Alan, you say, um, you know, it's all very well to ask these questions, but when you're under pressure... (laughs) <laughs> Things can change a little bit, can't they? They automatically change, I think. I mean, it's a less than wonderful aspect of human behaviour that we are not always wired to do the things that we actually know we should do if we sat back and had a good think about it. And there's not one person on this earth, including the most successful and the happiest people ever, who could claim that that's been their propensity all of the time. It's certainly not mine. So when I'm under pressure, and that could be anything from time pressure to stress for all sorts of other reasons, personal reasons, whatever it is, I'm less inclined to be objective. I'm less inclined to be fair, either to somebody else or to myself. I'm less inclined to think it through properly. I'm not as relaxed. And you put all that in the melting pot and say, well, have I got a recipe for making decisions of integrity and decisions that will make me successful and people around me in the longer term? The answer is categorically no. The trick to that is to have people around you who are your barometers, people who can say, slow down, 
or I think you're getting this wrong, or you mightn't have noticed this, but, and those people have to know that that is your expectation of them, that they will alert you to the fact that you've moved into arenas that are skewed negatively and that may lack some integrity unintentionally. I've got one last question for you, Alan. <laughs> you talk to small and medium-sized businesses all the time. Yep. Do you not think that most business people really are keen to show as much integrity as possible? Or is it a bit of a mixed bag? I don't have much doubt that when people start owning a business, whether it's a start-up or they buy one or whatever, they take it over, whatever, I don't think there's much doubt that I would say 95% of those people have every good intention in the world, that they want to produce good products for the market, sell them at a profit, be really good to their staff, be great for their family and be a really good owner, key person, boss type thing. I don't doubt that. But as the years roll on, and particularly as business gets faster and harder and more complex and more information is flowing into us and it gets harder and harder, that view accidentally starts to become lost. So it's not a brand of that person that they're a bad person. It is to say that they've fallen into a trap of a lack of awareness of what's really going on. Let alone, if things start to go south financially, then there's a saying, desperate people do desperate things. Now, they might, they don't sit back and go, well, yes, it's getting really bad here. I better do something about it, so I might just cheat a bit or whatever it is. They don't really do that, but they have a need to fix a situation that's becoming quite dour. So it, when it gets to that point, integrity is not number one on their, on their list. It's survival. And that might be survival uh, from a financial perspective. It could be survival on a personal perspective because they're just sinking. And the, everyone listening to this will relate to that. If you're an owner of a privately run business, it's hard. It's really, really hard. And the stresses and strains are enormous. And we don't always ask the question, how do I get through this with total integrity? We just start asking, how do I get through this? How do I get through this? How do I get through today? How do I get through to Christmas? How do I cope? I've had three staff leave me. How do I do this? How do I, I'm losing sales? How do we cope? And it's not dishonesty and it's not an intended lack of integrity. It's an accident and it's lack of awareness and it's the pressure of trying to run a business when, in reality, very few people start owning and running a business when they really have the skills to do so. You don't have to pass the test to do it. You just have to have enough money to actually start the thing and see how you go. So the answer around that is hope that you've got people around you to support you through Again. and point out what's going on? Absolutely. Again, um, I don't like the term mentor and you know I don't, Heather. I, I don't like that. I'd rather use barometers because it's sort of a – it's an informal way of much more easily creating people around you who know they are licensed to tap you on the shoulder with how you're thinking and how you're going about things. And I think if you're a business owner, you categorically need that. For me, it's not a mentor that you meet every month and pay to sit down and go because that tends to sort of go into – you know, how's your business going, what decisions you're making, that sort of stuff, rather than someone who knows you have that expectation of them. Like that's really crucial. That was veteran business coach Alan Rodway. This episode of Business Essentials Daily is produced by the team at Sound Cartel. Thanks for listening. I'm Nicole Goodman. We'll bring you more Be Daily tomorrow. Follow at BE Daily Podcast across social media and head to bedaily.com.au for more from the Business Essentials Daily Podcast. Sound Cartel. This episode was brought to you by Mazars. To find out more, visit mazars.com.au. That's M A Z A R S.com.au.